Yes. Omega Watts in the house. Now let me set the table, now, now, now let me set the table Invited to the banquet, I'm glad that you can make it Invited to the banquet, I'm glad that you can make it And these are questions I ask myself when I question myself Table fam, how are we feeling tonight? Hey, if, we ha if I have not had a chance to meet you, my name is Isaac. I'm the pastor here at the table and part of our leadership team here. And man, we're just so excited that you're here. Just welcome. If it is your very first time here at the table, welcome. If it is your first time in a long time, welcome slash welcome back. And man, if you are in table OG, you already know. But hey, let me just pray for us and then I'll set up our time together and kind of what we're talking about today. So Father, um, we love you. God, because you loved us first. God, we know that you are good. God, and we know that you love us. God, and I'm praying for tonight, God, that we can just be as helpful as possible um, and just talking about what you want us to talk about and that hearts can be receptive, God. And I'm praying just people to use me, um, God, for me to say whatever you want me to say um, that I've slashed pre-planned, but also listening to your spirit in the moment. Uh, so we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we've been in the series uh, called Vices. Um, so we kicked off the series last week, and as we're talking about vices, you may be wondering, like, what is a vice? Um, so last week, we, talk, we set it up by talking about ideal versus real. And what we meant by that was there is an ideal of how we want to live, right? This is like the best version of ourselves, and really, for a lot of us, the perfect version of ourselves. This is the ideal. We're like, yes, I love ideal. I love myself in the ideal. When I think about myself, I think about myself in the ideal, but what we learned last week is that we don't actually live an ideal. We actually live in reality. And in reality is where we're sinful, and reality is where we're broken, right? And what we learned is that ideal and real will wage war against each other. The perfect version of ourselves will wage war against the, per the, the version of ourselves that's imperfect. And we learned that the ideal version of ourselves judges the real version of ourselves. And now, I don't know if you know this, uh, we don't like being judged. You know this. So real reacts to being judged. So real reacts to being judged by, by hiding because real doesn't want to be judged. And ideal is like out to try to like um, to look for real and like condemn real and shame real. So a lot of the guilt that we feel, a lot of the shame that we feel, a lot of the hiding that we experience has to do with us living in reality and feeling judged by the ideal of what, what we actually want to live. And this is what we call a vice, right? We're, whenever we're just stuck in real... And we forget that there's an ideal. We get stuck in this vice, a vice clamp, right? And we feel stuck. And we talked about this last week. If you want the full version of this message, check out our YouTube channel. Shout out production and communications team for getting it up there. Um, also on Spotify. Can you give it up for, uh, there's like one, I'm going. There was, this isn't me. It was prompted by right here in the middle. So I'm just clapping right here in the middle. Uh, so thank you for the shouting out our production and communications team. So the big idea we learned last week was that we want to hold on to the ideal. We can't forget ideal, but we want to accept the real. Now, this plays out, so last week we kind of set up this and kind of broadly, um, but this plays out very specifically, right? Because so starting today and for the next few weeks, we're going to be covering very specific vices, right? So next week, um, we're going to be talking about lust. So if lust is something that you've been processing and battling, don't point, elbow your neighbor, that's weird. Um, but something that you've been processing, um, you're definitely going to want to be here next week, or maybe your friend will be here next, or maybe invite your friend to be here next week. Um, the following week, we're talking about envy and comparison, um, talking about something, future stuff. But even if we don't specifically mention your vice, right, even if you're like, okay, Isaac, nothing that you mentioned is something that I'm struggling with or really even really consider, even if we don't mention it, I guarantee you your friend is struggling with it. 
somebody that you know is struggling with the vices that we're going to talk about, right? So even if it's like, oh, this is my week, in kind of a weird way, oh, yeah, this is my week. I'm showing up for my week. This is my vice. Ha, ha, ha. That's like, that's weird. But even, even if, even if it, this is not whatever we're talking about is not a struggle of yours, we want to help you just have, be informed on how to be as helpful as possible for either for yourself or for others of people that do um, process and feel like they're caught in this vice clamp of whatever we may be talking about today. Okay, so to set up our time today, um, I was part of this group, um, like part of, part of a friend group um, some years ago, and there was, a, there was a guy in the group, and we'll just call him, uh, we'll call him Jason. So Jason was in this group, and Jason and I were like super cool most of the time, but there were some times that Jason just really frustrated me. Right? There were some times where Jason just made me really angry. So what I would do is I, um, um, there was one time where I was just really frustrated and angry and just like Jason had just done some stuff that I didn't really like. So I was texted my sister in order to, to, to just get it out there. Like, man, like, so I'm texting my sister, hey, like, Jason's, like, he's really frustrating me, and he's really, ang- and, like, he's really making me angry, and I just really don't like the thing that he did to me. I don't really like the thing that he told me, and he's ugly, and his breast stinks. Send. And I sent it to Jason. Uh-huh. As you can imagine, <laughs> as you can imagine, I'm like, <gasps> Exactly the experience that you experienced is exactly what I felt. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, I just sent this to him. Like, what, what am I going to do? But it's so, like, he knows pretty honestly how I'm feeling. So now I'm panicked. I'm like, okay, I can, I can fix this. I can fix this, right? So now I'm trying to send, like, a follow-up text to Jason. Hey, man, I'm so sorry. I was talking about another Jason, right? Not really. But my, my, my point is this. I actually didn't even feel that bad for talking bad about Jason. I just felt bad that I got caught. What we're talking about today is gossip. That's what I was doing. I was gossiping about Jason via text message to my sister. So as we're talking about gossip, we're actually going to answer. And I'll say, ooh, I see some of y'all like, oh, no. Okay, so why, why are we talking about gossip? Um, we're not talking about gossip because, like, any specific thing. Um, we're talking about gossip because of a million reasons that happen in your everyday life, right? Gossip is something that's been so pervasive in our lives for most of us, in our lives for so long. Gossip is, for a lot of us, we're, we're unaware of it. So my aim today is to help bring awareness to, to this conversation of gossip and how, if for those of us that feel stuck, for those of, our, those of us that have friends that may feel stuck, we can be as gracious and as compassionate as possible, right, as we're having this conversation. So we're going to be answering three questions. One, what is gossip? Two, I'm sorry, we're going to be answering four questions. Three of them are on the screen. Fourth one, you're going to have to wait for. Uh, But three of them are on the screen. What is gossip? Two, why do we gossip? And three, what happens when we gossip? All right? So you guys hanging in there? We good? We good? We're like, oh, I don't know if we want to, ooh, I may may just, okay, okay. Y'all are processing. Cool. Okay, number one, what is gossip? So if you have our Bibles, we're going to be kind of flipping around, um, but we're going to look at, um, we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 11. Uh, verses 12 and 13, we're going to actually be looking at the NIV, where he says, Whoever derides their neighbor has no sense, but the one who has understanding holds their tongue. Verse 13, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Right? So right here, the, the author of Proverbs is writing that a gossip just betrays confidence of someone else. And perhaps another way that we can kind of think through this that, that may be a little more catchable is this, is gossip is talking negatively about someone behind their back to someone else that is not part of the problem or part of the solution. 
I'll read that again. Gossip is talking negatively about someone behind their back to someone else that is not part of the problem or part of the solution. And perhaps another way to think through this is one who reveals secrets. One finds out the private affairs, the secrets of others, and then goes and then shares um, shares those secrets, right? And in church world, if you grew up in church, you knew this. If you're kind of new to church world, maybe you've experienced this a little more recently. Um, if you're if, if you're not um, normative, normally in church world, let me tell you what hopefully won't happen, but the reality is possibly will happen, is here's how a lot of gossip happens. It's in the form of prayer requests, right? Right? So, like, in, so you know this, and if you grew up in church, maybe you, you, you were part of this group to where somebody's like, hey, um, man, I'm really concerned about Becky. I'm making up a fake name. Um, Becky was awesome on Bay City. I'm not talking about her. Okay. Uh, uh, hey, I'm really concerned about Becky. Right? And people are like, what do you mean? Yeah, can, we just need to pray for Becky. Oof. She just got, she just has some stuff going on that we just need to, we just need to be praying for her. Right? And you're like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, she's just, she's real. Let's just, and he goes on to reveal whatever she wants to reveal about Becky. Say whatever she, it's like, it's like, like a prayer request is basically a free pass to say whatever you want about somebody in the guise of like healthy spirituality. Right? It's gossip. When you're sharing information, you're revealing somebody's secret. That's gossip. Now, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. That we'll talk about that more later on what that looks like, right? On what what do what does healthy prayer requests look like? We'll talk about that later. But man, at, at its at its core, gossip is just revealing somebody else's secret, right? Um, so if we know what gossip is, and some of you probably already knew what gossip was even before I, we answered question one, let's get to question two. Okay, well, why do we gossip? If we know what gossip is, it's um, revealing secrets, it's um, talking negatively about somebody behind their back, that's not part of the problem or part of the solution. Why do we gossip? So the author of Proverbs writes this in Proverbs 18.8, where he says, the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. Okay, choice morsels, it's kind of a weird phrase. If I may translate that, another translation actually uses the word um, delicious. So as we think through a choice morsel, really, um, anybody like chocolate? Some chocolate fans? Sure. Some? Do you want one? Sure. There you go. Anybody want, else want chocolate? We got one here. Oops. Anybody else? I see. Second. Oh my gosh! That's good. So we have we have these chocolates, right? We have these delicious, tasty treats, and actually, this is. Um, this is Lindor dark chocolate. It says, I'm here reading the description here. It's irresistibly smooth. These are dark chocolate, these are dark chocolate truffles. Okay, now that I've said it's a dark chocolate truffle, anybody else want one? Okay, we'll give one. Let's see, right here. No? Okay, okay, there you go. So I'll read the back. Uh, when, when, when you break, I love the advertising on these things, it's great. When you break the chocolate shell of Lindor, the lusciously smooth center starts to melt, and so will you. Right? <laughs> Choice morsels, they go down to the inmost parts, right? The chocolate will melt and so are you, right? So we have these, we have these chocolates, right? And they're just so good. So why do we gossip? It's really plain. It tastes really good. It's really tasty. Hearing gossip, participating in gossip is very, very tasty, right? So we just eat it and eat it, and eat it, and eat it. I'm sorry, I didn't, if you actually want to eat the, the chocolate that I sent out, feel free. Nobody can, nobody's going to think you're gossip if you, if you eat one. Okay. But the, that's the reason, that's the reason we do it, just because it tastes so good. We love hearing and sharing gossip. So here's a few reasons. There are actu there's actually many, many reasons. I'm just going to point out three. Here, so why do we gossip? Some of us, we're just bored. We're bored. 
we feel like we have nothing going on in our life, and the reality is we actually have a lot going on in our life that we probably need to process, but we don't want to process. So what we're going to do is we're going to process somebody else's life. Right? We're just going to like, hey. Um, and, and you know that if you're bored, you may say things like, hey, did you hear? Hey, maybe there's a group of friends that's out, and you're like, hey, hey, did you hear? Did you hear what's going on? Right? Did you hear about Jonathan? Again, fake name. Did you hear about Jonathan? Right? Is your name, is your name Jonathan? Okay, it's, um, it's not you. It's, it's another, it's a fake name. <laughs> there you go. Hey, did you hear about, I'll go for another name, uh, another fake name. Did you hear about um, um, Javier, right? If your name's Javier, I'm sorry. Um, did you hear, another one? Whoopsies. Um, I just can't. <sighs> okay. Uh, did you hear about, I'll go with so-and-so. Is anybody here named so-and-so? Okay. Yeah, okay. Did you hear about, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And people are like, no. Oh, well. And then you start revealing, sharing secrets about so-and-so. Probably negative behind their back. They're not there, right? You just go on, so you're just, you're just bored, right? And, like, there's reality television that just capitalizes on this, right? Right? They just capitalize, like, the Bravo channel and E and whatever your form of entertainment is, a lot of times just capitalize on just other people's drama. Like, hey, did you hear? For some of us now, maybe let's say that that same friend group that's out, and somebody's like, hey, did you hear? And the other person's like, that's not what I heard. Right? It's pride. Pride is feeling like you have all the information. All the information flows through you. You have, nobody knows anything that you don't know. Like you love that you have all the tea. You love that people just come to you. Right? You love that you just know everything about everybody. It's pride, right? And we just love knowing something that other people don't. And we feel like that's where we get validation is we just know that people just know that we have all the information. Right? And we feel really prideful about it. Or perhaps it's this. Just putting really bluntly, um, we gossip to hurt, not to help, right? Um, perhaps um, we feel like with, by sharing somebody else's secrets, it makes us look really good because we're not that. And we want everyone else to know that we're not that. So we'll just share other people's secrets, right, in order to get validation, in order to help ourselves and to hurt someone else so that we gain approval in the eyes of somebody else. Or perhaps it's... Um, you see somebody else getting, you see two other people starting to get really close. And you feel left out. So you'll start sharing secrets from what you know, start revealing things, start gossiping, start, start talking negatively about someone else in order to make sure that that relationship does not become stronger than the relationship that you have with the individual. Right? And maybe you'll say something like, hey, I'm just warning you. Hey, I know them. I'm just warning you. Look, this is what you're getting into by being friends with them. I'm just warning you, right? Look, there are many reasons why people gossip, right? Because it's tasty, right? It just tastes so good, right? There are many reasons why people gossip, but none of them are good reasons. Here's what happens when we gossip. Question three, what happens when we gossip? Proverbs 16, verse 28, where he says this, um, the author of Proverbs. Um, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. A perverse person stirs up conflict, right? Gossip, it just stirs up conflict and separates close friends, right? People that were close, gossip will come in and start tearing things apart. And perhaps, here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. This is at its core, at the, fundamentally, this is what gossip does. If you're wondering, hey, what is gossip? At its core, like, is this gossip? Is this not gossip? At its core, here's what gossip is. Gossip keeps people apart. Gossip divides. Gossip separates. 
Gossip tears things down. Gossip discourages, right? Gossip isolates. Gossip, um, it it, it compartmentalizes. Gossip keeps people way over here and way over here. Here's what gossip doesn't do. Gossip does not bring people together. Gossip does not provide healing and hope, right, with each other, right, in Jesus, right? Gossip does not create this really amazing, encouraging atmosphere. You know what? Like, there's, like, no group of friends. There's no group of friends. That's like, hey, you know what we should do? We should all gossip about each other. That's how we can get closer. We should just talk negatively about each other's back. A lot of friend groups operate like that. Some of you are like, ooh, that's so real. <laughs> right? Um, so whenever we gossip, gossip keeps people apart. It does not bring people together. So here's a really helpful diagram that I w- really want to dive into. If, you're, if you've been through residency, you've seen this before. If, you haven't gone, if you're like starting residency, um, you're about to go through this later. Um, if you're not considering residency, if you like this, then you should consider residency. Okay. So, um, so here's what we have. We have person A and person B. Okay, we have person A and person B. Person A finds out information about person B. Okay? So in this information, perhaps it's a conflict. Perhaps person B um, did something to person A. Perhaps person B harmed person A, right? So, or, or just said a mean word or a bad look or whatever it may be. Um, there's conflict. There's something happening between person A and person B. Or perhaps it's just a secret. Perhaps person B revealed something, shared something that was private and trusted to person A. So, naturally, what does person A do whenever they get information from person B? Well, naturally, you share it with person C, right? That's how this works, right? So now person C gets brought in. And now, as I mentioned earlier, um, person A and person C, at times, perhaps, have a really weird relationship because their entire relationship is based on gossiping about person B. Some relationships are formed because people will unite around being against person B, and all three of them hang out. It got real quiet. Sheesh. Yeah, real quiet. So person B will then, then has no idea that person A and person C have such a strong bond, like, to their demise, right? So person C, uh, person A and person B have a really, re- uh, really weird relationship. And, uh, and now, what does person C do? Well, pr- naturally, person C tells us person D, E, F, and G, right? You got to watch out for G, right? So what happens? Now there's division. Person A, C, D, E, F, and G are all in on being against person B. They're all in on person B's private information or conflict that perhaps person B had with person A, right? Y'all, this is so divisive. And this is what happens time and time and time and time and time again, which is why I said early on, this is not any specific situation. This is all the time this happens, right? This is all the time this happens where now person B is on an island and person B is like, Man, I feel like nobody's talking to me anymore. What's going on? What, what, what happened is person A and person C, D, E, F, and G are all talking bad about you. And now there's, like, I watch Survivor, the TV show. This happens all the time, in, in, like, in the context of the TV show. Sorry, that was a... Okay, so, but what happens is just, it creates, it creates these divides and creates compartmentalizations, and this is why this is so devastating, is because this destroys churches. This destroys families, has possibly destroyed your family. This destroys your coworkers, your, your business, whatever it may be, whatever environment you may be in. This just destroys everything. And you know why this is so bad? It's because it's literally demonic. 
It's demonic. It's evil. This is from Satan. This is exactly what Satan did the very first conversation he had with our first parents, Adam and Eve. What Satan did was God had a conversation with Adam and Eve where God said, hey, Adam and Eve, I only want you to eat of the tree of life. Do not eat of the tree of knowledge. It was a private conversation. Right? The enemy comes in. Satan comes in as a serpent and says, hey, did God really say not to eat of the tree of knowledge. You know why, right? You know why? Let me reveal to you what God is not revealing to you. It's because you're going to be like him. You're going to know just good from evil. You're going to be just like God. Satan started the fall. All the brokenness that we experience, all the sin that we experience, it's because of gossip. This is devastating. This will destroy everything and possibly has destroyed everything that you love in this world. Is because of divisiveness, not harmony. Because of tearing people apart, not bringing people together. And if we don't figure this out, y'all, it'll destroy everything. It'll destroy everything in your life. We have to figure this out. You need to figure this out. For some of us, you're doing a really good job. And for some of us, right, this is our vice. For some of us, we participate. For some of us, we share things. For some of us, for some of us, we don't, um, um, some, of, some of you were surprised that gossip was even a list of vices, right? It's so common. It's so normal, right? Everybody does it. It's everywhere. This is how the world works. And I'm here to try to help us, right? And Jesus is here to help us that gossip is not normal, I want us to feel so uncomfortable at the thought of bringing division among people. I want us to feel so um, not okay with tearing people apart, with saying things to cause division among people. That is, has no place in your life. I'm not even talking about the table. I'm talking about you. This has no place in your life, right? So I want to be as helpful as I can for the next few minutes on what we can do, right? So we're not participating in dividing people. where We can actually bring people together and not tear people apart. Um, there was actually, when I was living in, um, I was living in, uh, some years ago when I was living back, back in Texas, and there was a, a church that I was kind of involved in, and one of my roommates um, was involved serving at that church. And there was a position to be a leader there at that church and one of the things, one of the serving teams that he was on, right? So he was going through this process, he's trying to be a leader, he's applying to be a leader at this, at this thing, and then he was not, my roommate was not selected to be a leader, right? And he found out the guy that was selected to be the leader, Right? So he comes home and he's mad. He's really upset. Naturally so, I think not being selected, I think um, we, we talked about this in the, earlier this year in my feels. We, we want to name the emotions that we're feeling. It's really good and really healthy. Right? So he's mad, but here's how he responds in his anger is he starts just like talking about how that guy is so arrogant and so, he's telling me this, right? He's telling me, I'm person C right now, where he's saying, hey, Isaac, this guy, he's so arrogant. He's so cocky, right? He doesn't, he's, he's not a really good leader. Man, if they only saw what I saw. So now what did that do to me? I, I kind of knew who this other guy was who was selected to be the leader, but I've never really interacted with him at all. But what that did was now, you know, I love my roommate. I have now, I have a really negative perception around this person that I don't even know. Right? So then I actually did kind of interact with him like that next week, and I like just feel weird around him. Right? Not based on anything that, not based on anything with me, but just because he was selected over my roommate. My roommate said he's arrogant and cocky. So now I'm thinking, oh, this guy's really arrogant. This guy's really cocky. This guy's not a good leader. Uh, man, I don't, I don't like this guy. I don't trust him. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm against. It caused division. Right? 
So the next week, my roommate did apologize, right? He repented, and he, he then told me, hey, Isaac, man, I responded really wrongly. I responded just out of anger. This guy is actually really awesome. Um, this guy, you know, he's going to do a really good job. You know, I was just angry, so that's why I said those things. Um, but for me, like, my perception was still, okay, are these things true or not true about this guy, right? It lingers. It, like, what, what's, what's going on? And um, so my, I want to say this to us is that be be careful when your perception is not based on your own interaction, but the experience of someone else. Be careful, and this is why I think for some of us we're so numb to gossip, is because we've been so affected by things we've been told about people by someone else who had their own thing that they needed to resolve, and now we get brought into that, and now we just have division with people that we don't even know yet, and then we don't even allow ourselves to get to know them well because there's already so much walls of division that have been brewing because of gossip. So be careful when your perception is not based on your own interaction, but on the experience of someone else. Um, My roommate in college, I have a lot of roommate stories today. Um, My roommate in college um, he would get so mad at me uh, because um, he was our freshman year. So he, he's coming home uh, from class to our room where we were living. And then he would then tell me the story about um, this classmate or something like this one dude. I can't use names anymore because then you may think I'm talking about you. I'm not. So-and-so. We'll keep going with so-and-so. Um, hey, so-and-so, what so-and-so then um, told him. And he wants me, like, can you believe that? Like, aren't they in the wrong? And then I would, like, hear the story. And then I would, like, agree with the other person. <laughs> and and I, I did that. I, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I just did that, like, frequently. So he gets, I'm like, Isaac, you weren't even there. And you're siding with the other person, right? So he's trying to, like, get me to, to, to feed the drama and feed the gossip. And at that season of my life, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've definitely, there's things that I've, that I've been wrong when it comes to gossip. But in that situation, just not feeding into gossip didn't really give it any legs to grow, right? All right. So, so what does that mean for those of us that have been actively participating in gossip? What does that mean? Are we bad people? No. Are we like sinful people? Yes. And we all are. We all have our vice. For some of us, gossip is just stronger than other things. But we're not, um, I know this is so, so deadly, but by no means someone that struggles with gossip is any worse than anyone else. Because we're all broken and we're all sinful, right? There's a lot of grace for gossipers. If you've been in your life and you feel like just sitting here, you just feel like, oh my gosh, I don't even, I just feel so bad, I feel so bad, I feel so bad. Um, um, There's no condemnation. We talked about this last week. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, right? Jesus died because he gossiped. He knew this, right? Um, Jesus died because um, and died for the sins and took all the sins that we deserve. So anytime you've gossiped, Jesus died for that and took that, right? He took the punishment that we deserved because of that. Now, um, because of that, though, I actually do want to help us move forward, though. I don't want us to stay stuck in just being okay with being gossipers. It's going to destroy everything that you love. But I want us to give us grace, and we're going to start from grace. We're going to start with there's no condemnation, right? I'm, I'm um, holding on to the ideal that gossip is absolutely terrible. Gossip is not in the ideal, but I'm also accepting the real of the reality of the things that I've participated in and the things that may come up here in the near future. I want to accept the real, but I want to give us really helpful steps on how to process and move forward. So question four, I know y'all been wondering, question four is how do we eliminate gossip from our lives? So how do we eliminate gossip? So Proverbs 21.3 says this, those who guard their mouths in their tongues, keep themselves from calamity, right? 
He says, guard your mouth and guard your tongue. Y'all, we got to learn not to get sucked in, which is really hard because y'all know how tasty these things are. It's so good. And for those of us, this is our diet because we've been eating it and eating it and eating it, and we crave it, right? When you start eating something so much, there's a pathway in your brain that just starts craving it. So for some of us, we just start craving these really tasty treats, right? So we need to learn, though, not to get sucked in and guard our mouths, right? So we learned that the big idea is gossip keeps people divided. So here's how I want to help us start bringing um, unity and wholeness and reconciliation and not division, right? So I'm going to talk about this in two really practical ways. What happens if you're person C and what happens if you're person A, right? For some of us, we're person C to where we've heard gossip. Person A has gossip to us. And now we have this information about person B, and we don't know what to do with it, right? We're like, okay, what do I do? Do I just sit here? Do I not sit here? I feel like I'm just like in this gossip circle right now, and I really don't want to be here right now. Or maybe I do want to be here. Maybe I have contributed. Some of us have gotten some things right, some things wrong when it comes to being person C. So what do we do if we hear um, gossip, right? Here's what we do. Don't give in to gossip drama. Just don't give in. If, some, if people, you're around people that are all talking negatively about somebody who is not present, leave the room. You could even say, hey, I'm not sure if we should be talking, if you want to go varsity, hey, I'm not sure if we should be talking about this right now. Remove yourself from the, from the situation and, by, do, and absolutely do not contribute. Just because people are dogpiling on person B does not give you permission to dogpile on person B. Right? Don't participate. Don't give in to gossip drama. And perhaps you're one-on-one, -on -one, right? Or perhaps you're even in the group. You can say this. Here's Secondly, you can say helpful phrases to bring two people together, right? If there's information, whether it be conflict, whether it be drama, whether it be just information that was spread between person A and person B, here's what needs to happen. Person A needs to talk to person B. Person A does not necessarily need to be talking to person C. The only person, the best person for person A to talk to is person B. So if you hear gossip, um, now you can be part of the solution. As you, if you um, heard gossip as person C, you just became part of the problem, right, because it got spread to you. But now you can be part of the solution, and by being part of the solution means you're not spreading it to D, E, F, and G. You're sending it back to person A to talk to person B. So perhaps some things that you could say is, hey, have you, have you talked to person B? Or, um, hey, did you, did you tell them how that made you feel? Hey, did you tell them what you're thinking about that? Hey, actually, um, I would be glad, I would, uh, hey, if person A is like, hey, can we talk about this? Something happened with person B. And as person C, you could say, hey, I would be happy to talk to you, but only if we're going to take some steps. And we're going to move forward in this. We're not just going to gossip, right? If I can help you be helpful, if I can be helpful to you, I'd be glad to have a conversation um, around that, right? Or even, um, hey, I would be happy to be present as we're talking to person B. If you're person C and person A just doesn't feel comfortable talking to person B, right, then person C can be present. Uh, I wasn't planning to say this, but I feel like I need to say this. This gets really weird when it comes to guys and girls, a lot of times, guys and girls just get really weird where, uh, let's say person B is a guy, right? And this is not all the time. I'm just giving a very specific situation here, um, hypothetically. Um, let's say um, person B is a guy. And let's say person B made person A, who's a female, uncomfortable. Person B perhaps had no malicious intent. Malicious intent. Maybe he did, but let's just, let's just assume that he didn't necessarily have any malicious intent, right? But person A, who's female, 
will then tell female person C, it then spreads to D, E, F, and G, and now there's like this narrative going on around person B, and he didn't know he did anything wrong. But we need to operate in wisdom, and in wisdom, perhaps really, let's say person B did have a little more malicious intent, and perhaps it's an unsafe situation for person A to talk to person B, right? So what do we do? You bring in person C to be with you. To to bring reconciliation, people have to talk, right? People have to get together. So as person C, granted, I know that was a very specific situation, and there's a lot of nuance, and if there is a specific situation going on, I would love nothing more than to be person C for you. Our staff team would would do nothing more, would love nothing more. Our leaders here would love nothing more than to be person C for you to help you process how to navigate the conversation with person B. But here's what's going to happen. There needs to be... um, uh, reconciliation between person A and person B with wisdom, right? And I know that's the rule. There's always exceptions. So I can't get into like every exception because I know you're asking, well, what about, 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 and then you have like 14 more. Well, what about, well, what about? We're aware, right? But the general rule is, man, we have to get person A and person B together to talk, right? That's the only way that gossip is going to get squashed. Um, also, Consider if others need to be brought in as part of the solution. Perhaps it was more than just person A or person B. Perhaps there's a lot of people involved with something that happened, right? Um, bring in other people to help be part of the solution, right? With wisdom, you don't bring in everybody, right? G, G's got some stuff going on, right? So we need to be careful with G. But maybe person D would be really wise. Person D is smart, wise, knowledgeable, and we want to bring in person D who perhaps had experienced some other things as b- to be part of the solution to go talk to person B, but hear me say louder than anything else, one, that Jesus is king. Um, secondly, we need to get person A and person B together to talk, and if that w- means bringing in person C and person D in order to do so, that's what we're going to do, but person A and person B need to get together to talk. Um, okay, so that's if you're person A, that's if you're person C. What about if you're person A? What about if you're person A and you hear information or have conflict or experience something with person B and you don't know if you should share it with person C because person C may be your spouse if you're married. Person C may be your roommate. Person C may be your best friend, right? Person C maybe was there, right? Um, Person C... Um, is it maybe your significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe person C is your therapist or counselor, right? Is it, can we ever, like, is it ever okay to share with person C? And the answer is yes, you can share with person C if you're planning to talk to person B and you want person C to help you process. Because you know you're about to go talk to person B, but you want to make sure that perhaps something happened and you're just so heated and you knew that if you were to go to talk to person B immediately, it would just blow up and it would not be a good conversation. So you need somebody there just to help you process to be part of the solution. So you bring in person C, you process with person C to help you um, bring uh, unity and reconciliation with person B. That's where person C gets, um, that's where it's okay to share with person C. Right? So it's not that you can't ever, um, and you know, like, and you've never called it gossiping before, perhaps, but you called it venting, right? <laughs> like, I'm just venting, Isaac. Come on. We can vent, right? That's okay. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> if you're not going to talk to person B, it's not. Yeah. I was mostly joking. I came in real strong. Sheesh. Okay. Um, um, so when to talk to person C, right? It's not that you can't ever talk to somebody, how somebody hurt you, right? Because, like, for, perhaps person B hurt us, like, act, really hurt us. 
we need a, we need a process with person C to be able to process that pain and process that hurt. This is where one-on-ones, counseling really come in, so person C is incredibly helpful in those situations. Um, or as I mentioned earlier, um, just a, in a healthy way to, before talking to person B, or even, even this, um, maybe person B is like going through some stuff that's actually appropriate to share, and person B actually wants you to share, right? Maybe it's a medical thing, right? Um, maybe person B is like in the hospital. So as person A, you're like, hey, hey, person B, um, is it okay if I share that you're in the hospital? Because I just know people really love you and would love to come alongside you and be praying for you and have like bring meals to you. Would that be okay? And person B is like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. So as we're sharing information that's not ours, as we're revealing information, as we're revealing things, um, the the point is, are we doing so in a way to cause division or in a way to try to bring people together? Are we sharing information in a way to destroy person B, or are we sharing information in a way to really elevate and come alongside person B to really bring, pers- B, bring person B alongside um, into the family, right, metaphorically? Um, so I want us to ask these two questions, right? Should I share information? I want us to ask these two questions, and we're going to land the plane here. Should I share information? Why am I sharing this? And will sharing this be helpful in bringing people together? Why am I sharing this? And will sharing this be helpful in bringing people together, right? All of us hear information about other people, right? If you've ever, if you've ever, if many of us work, right? And in our work context, we just have to talk about other people like it's part of our job, right? We literally can't get our job done if we're not talking about information that one of our teammates does not have that we need to share with them, right? But is it gossip or not gossip? Well, the answer to these questions will tell you if it's gossip or not gossip. Like, why are you sharing this? Is it for a bad reason because it's a tasty morsel that just tastes really good? Or is it in a way that's going to bring people together, right? So perhaps, um, actually, I think a really, really good way to share with people, to share about people, is like really amazing things that other people have done. That's not gossip. When you're talking really encouragingly about somebody with them not in the room, we do this all the time as a staff team. There are so many of you that are so amazing, right? And we just brag about you all the time. And we um, could get into a better habit of, like, telling you whenever we just talk how awesome you are and, like, how amazing you are like with our leaders and our life group leaders and people serving. And we brag about you guys all the time because we love you, right? And what that does with our team, I was talking about this earlier with the band and production team as we're in our pre-service meeting. What that does is it brings people together. When you just rave about how amazing somebody is, it just brings people together because people want to be a part of somebody else's success, right? They want to be a part of some really amazing things that are going on, right? So here's how we're going to respond, right? Is actually, we're, not, we're going to have music going, but we're not going to sing. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to pull out your phone. If you can, pull out your phone. Here's what we're going to do. And you're like, I'm not pulling out my phone until I know what's going on. Like, okay, fine. Um, here's, what, here's what I want to do. I want us to get your phone, and I want you... Um, some of us need to make things right. So we, we're going to spend the next six, seven minutes just making things right. Perhaps we need to start setting up some meetings with people that we've been gossiping about. And it's really hard, but we know this is, this is what God is calling us to do right now in this moment. Perhaps some of us, we know we need to talk to person B, but perhaps we want to take this moment to go ahead and set up a meeting with person C to help us process. Right? And again, this is not... Um, you're the judge if this is gossip or not, right? If you're just gossiping about person C, about person B with no actually intention of talking to person B, right? But perhaps some of us, we need to set up a meeting with person C just to help process, right? Um, or um, um, perhaps just some reconciliation via text needs to happen as well. 
Or the flip, like I mentioned earlier, perhaps you can take this time, right, our tongues are very powerful, the information we share is really powerful. Um, perhaps we can take this time just to be really encouraging. Perhaps you're in a group chat and you want to give somebody a shout out. Take this time to do that, right? Perhaps you want to create a group chat just to talk about how amazing somebody is, right? And like the, the, the amazing things that we're doing and you want to bring that whole group together because you know that they're just doing a really good job and you see that and you want other people to also see what you see to bring unity and cohesion together and not division and not compartmentalization. So that's how we're going to respond. And as, as we're wrapping up, as we're kind of processing that, um, man, for some of us, like, the reason that we gossip is because this is the family script that was handed down to us, right? We gossip because our parents gossip. This is what we notice. And my hope and my prayer is that tonight could be the beginning of the power of the Holy Spirit made possible by the resurrection of Jesus Christ that's in you, for those of us that put our faith and our trust in Jesus, is in you to change the script that was handed down to you. If your parents were gossips, you don't need to be a gossip. If someone in your life and have experienced gossip, you don't need to be, you don't need to participate in that. And maybe you think it's impossible to never ever talk negatively about somebody. I'm saying by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's possible. You can do this, right? You can hold your tongue, guard against gossip, right? And change whatever experience you've had before in the past to something that's really healthy and whole in the name of Jesus. It's for your good and for the good of the city that we love, Orlando. So I'm going to pray for us, and then after I pray, we're just going to be here and process and sit and reflect and text whoever you want to text, um, whether it be to reconcile some things or to give encouragement, but we'll just spend some time doing that. So Father, thank you so much for who you are. God, we love you, and you loved us first, God. And man, I'm just praying that we are not known as people that gossip. God, that the table is not known as a place that gossips. God, that First Orlando is not known as a place that gossips. God, that our individual families are not known as a place that gossips. We ourselves are not known as people that gossip. God, I pray against the enemy, his servants, their works and effects that have just been brewing just gossip and drama and conflict, God. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, we're asking for healing and for hope. In Jesus' name, amen.